0: episode of Headlines presented by the Coast News Group. It's Wednesday, August 12th. I'm Ryan Wolt recapping the North County San Diego news from the past few days. San Diego County is still on the state of California's watch list, but comparatively it has been a better week for our coronavirus numbers. Despite improving stats, unfortunately, at the time of this recording, San Diego County has reported 34 additional COVID-19 related deaths since last week for a total of 602 33,157 total cases have been reported since Valentine's Day, and the positivity rate or the percentage of positive cases is down to 4.8% over the past 14 days. The county cases per 100,000 persons has been dropping, but it's still just above the trigger mark for the watch list, along with community outbreaks, of which we've had 29 in the past 7 days. However, the county is back in the green in every other trigger category. Wearing a mask in public and when social distancing isn't possible is widely considered to be an effective way to help minimize the spread of the coronavirus. Military officials are transferring the remains of the seven U.S. Marines and a Navy sailor who lost their lives last week in a military training accident to the Dover Air Force Base in Delaware to be prepared for burial. The remains were recovered Friday after the soldiers went missing near San Clemente Island after their amphibious vehicle took on water for unknown reasons and sank. A lawsuit has been filed against the United States of America, USA Wrestling, and a military weapons product manufacturer on behalf of former U.S. Wrestling National Team member Richard Perry who sustained brain damage during a 2018 training accident at Camp Pendleton. Perry and other wrestlers were placed in a fight club-style, full-contact military weapons training exercise using padded batons. During the exercise, Perry's training partner allegedly jabbed forward with the baton, whose hard central rod split from the padding, which then passed through the large gap in Perry's football mask, shattering his orbital bone and penetrating his brain tissue, nearly killing him. And despite a pandemic, laughs are never in short supply for three 17-year-old seniors at Carlsbad High School. Eli White, Nathan Liu, and Evan Buddha have spent their summer putting their improv comedy troupe Wing It! on display hosting virtual improv camps for kids, getting them involved through improvisational exercises while simultaneously working on other skills such as teamwork, communication, critical thinking, and problem solving. The comedy troupe received a $5,000 grant from the Dragon Kim Foundation, who also provides weekly monitoring, business advice, and seed funding, with the goal of helping launch young entrepreneurs across any and all industries. After the coronavirus inspired the reclosure order of indoor operations, some North County gyms have begun moving their equipment and their members outdoors. Boombox CrossFit in Escondido has been using their parking lot and patio area to offer physically distanced workout classes. Owner Brittany Ramirez told The Coast News that almost all of their members have come back, and because of Escondido's new temporary measures allowing businesses to expand outdoors as part of their recovery strategy, Boombox has been able to quickly get operational. Acknowledging the coronavirus pandemic could last longer than expected, Double Barrel Fitness in San Marcos also transitioned outdoors, and are mainly offering group workout classes to maintain the appropriate safety guidelines. Both gyms have said they have implemented the necessary safety requirements, including physical distancing, increased sanitizing and cleaning measures, personal equipment, contactless reservations, and more. By a 4-1 to vote, the Del Mar City Council approved $20,000 in funding for at least one additional interim sheriff's deputy to expand enforcement of COVID-19 public health orders for the next four months. The expanded policing footprint was deemed necessary to enforce all aspects of public health orders, but especially mask wearing. They'll also be enforcing social distancing, businesses that shouldn't be open, posting of notices in stores and restaurants, and so on. Failure to wear a mask constitutes a misdemeanor, carrying a fine of up to $1,000, and imprisonment for up to 90 days. A federal judge has temporarily halted construction within George Burkick Park. The legal tug-of-war between the Cardiff School District and local organizations, save the park, and build the school continues with this ruling, which may push construction efforts on the new school well into the coming school year. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Over in the San Alejo Hills neighborhood of San Marcos, residents have been getting together to remove stickers supporting the white supremacist group The National Alliance that have been found around town. Law enforcement is investigating the displays, but have deemed the stickers to be vandalism, not hate crimes. According to the FBI, a hate crime is a criminal offense against a person or property motivated by the offender's bias, but hate itself is not a crime. Residents held a No Space for Hate and SEH at the San Lee Hill Fountain in an effort to say no to fascism, white supremacy, and hate in their neighborhood. More than 200 Escondido businesses have applied for a COVID-19 relief business grant. The city has partnered with the San Diego North Economic Development Council to administer the grants, which are provided with the city's portion of the Federal CARES Act. So far, more than $141,000 has been distributed to 14 applicants. The program will disperse a total of $1 million to help small businesses with costs associated with payroll, commercial rent payments, equipment, and supplies. Businesses located within Escondido City limits are eligible for up to $15,000 in funding, and applications can be found on the City's website until August 28th, or the money is gone. And at long last, all 73 canisters of spent nuclear fuel have been downloaded into dry storage at the San Onofre Nuclear Generating Station, where they'll await a plan for relocation as demolition efforts at the decommissioned station continue to progress. Affecting all of California, a San Francisco-based judge ruled against ride-hailing companies Uber and Lyft, requiring them to classify their drivers as employees rather than independent contractors in accordance with the new state laws under the controversial Gig Workers Bill AB5. The bill seeks to ensure gig workers misclassified as independent contractors are afforded certain labor protections, such as the right to minimum wage, sick leave, unemployment insurance, and workers' compensation benefits. Both Lyft and Uber plan to appeal the ruling. Finally, a shout-out to 13-year-old Oceanside dancer Mia Butler, who was chosen as a finalist in a national contest called Military Kids Got Talent, hosted by the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, and featuring children of service members and veterans. Mia's solo dance performance to the song Rescue reminded her of how she felt when her father Jason was going through his healing process after being injured in Afghanistan. Those are the key Coast News headlines from the past week. Thanks to our great Coast News reporters, Lexi Broat, Catherine Allen, Samantha Nelson, Dan Brindell, Steve Petersky, Caitlin Steinberg, and Tiggis Lane, whose stories we recapped here today. And a happy birthday to my podcast colleague and host of the North County Beat, Kelly Kyle. You can find all of these stories and more on thecoastnews.com or pick up a copy of the Coast newspaper. You'll find them all over North County. If you'd like to support the podcasts of the Coast News, check out the new podcast directory found on thecoastnews.com and help us continue our efforts to bring you local independent news by becoming a monthly donor to the show, like one of our great listeners Tristan Sharp did this week. Thanks, Tristan. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing this show. This episode of Headlines was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Walt. Jordan Ingram is the Editor-in-Chief, the Coast News Associate Publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. Check back every Wednesday for your local news headlines.